Well, I want to thank you for being here. We see a lot of people missing. We still got a number of people out there sick and under the weather, and even got a few that's still out of town. Uh, so thank you all for being here this, this morning. And, uh, you know, I love that song that we just sang. It's got such a message to it. Uh, I know Linda gets teared up every time we do that because that, that was one of her mother's favorite songs and that was sung at her mother's funeral. And so when that song comes up, I can see the tears start to start to run. And uh, can, can you imagine what it's going to be that day when we look upon his face? He takes us by the hand and leads us through that promised land. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more death. That is something to look forward to. That's something to look forward to. But, uh, you know, I got to thinking. You know, Tommy, I know it, it's hard to do. And, uh, but when Tommy mentioned this morning that there's uh, audio CDs out here on the table, so I, if, you know, if you don't pick them up and take them home, I'm going to come to your house and re-preach it. So it's your choice. But uh, anyway, I've, I've put together something here this morning I wanted to bring to you, and I've entitled it, Faith Brings Victory Over Sin. You know, faith is so important to God. And, you know, even the Scriptures say without faith we cannot please God. So we must have faith in order to walk with God, to please God, even to serve God. Because without faith, you're not even going to be able to believe that there is a God. You know, it says in the Bible that God has given each one of us the measure of faith. Every one of us, God has given us the measure of faith. And many people say a measure. You know, it's the measure. A measure could be any amount. The measure is the measure that God gave us. So he gave us the measure of faith, that measure of faith that can start us out to believing in him, to walking with him. It, it, it gets our attention. Is there a God? And, and we start looking, and we start reading, and we start believing. And the more that we read, and the more that we believe, the stronger our faith gets. And so God has given us that measure to start us out with. And even, do y'all realize even an atheist has a measure? Now whether they use it or not, that's up to them. But they have been given that measure of faith. And, uh, but I want to start out here with a, with, with with a scripture, and this scripture is really probably one of my favorite scripture, and uh, it is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, and probably all of you know this because it's used quite a bit in the Bible and in, in a lot of sermons. It says, for grace you are saved through faith, through your faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of your works, lest any man should boast. You're not going to, when God saves us, it's not anything you did except believe in God and believe in his word. You didn't do anything to earn it. You couldn't buy it. Faith is not for sale. Salvation is not for sale. It is totally a gift from God. And... Uh, this passage of Scripture right here, it tells us some very important things about God's love for us. 
If you really look at this scripture and start breaking it down, it has a lot to say. First of all, it tells us there is a need for salvation. There is a need for salvation. The word salvation means to be rescued or delivered from. Rescued from what? Rescued from the sins of this world. And because, you know, in the Bible, it, it simply says that God cannot look upon sin. And do y'all realize that one day in heaven, there will be no sin? No sin is allowed in heaven or anything with sin. And uh, so it's very important to God that we get rid of all sin in our life if we want to serve him and walk with him. And, uh, and it says here, what do we need, need to be delivered from? Well, you talk about salvation. Well, what is salvation? What do we need to be delivered from? What is it that, that we need to be delivered from? The Bible tells us that one day, at the end of this time, many will stand before God and give an account of how they lived. Notice I said many. Not everyone is going to stand before God at the great white throne. Those who have accepted Jesus Christ right now, they will not stand before him. They will be judging with God. The ones that are going to stand before God are those that never believed, never had faith, and never accepted God. They are the ones that are going to stand before God. And uh, they're going to have to give an account of their life. And I'm going to read a scripture here. It's in the book of Revelations. And a lot of us don't think about it. But do you realize everything that you say, everything that you do, is recorded in a book that God has got? He records everything that is said and done. And he will open that book up. We will not be able, the, the unbeliever will not be able to stand before God and say, Oh God, I didn't do that. That's not true. No, it's already recorded in God's Word. And I'm going to read it to you right here. Here it's in Revelations chapter 20, verse 12. It says, And I saw the dead and the great and small standing before the throne. And the books were opened. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. That is the Lamb's book of life that every one of our names is going to have to be in if we enter heaven. And he said, <clears throat> The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Now the books it's talking about here is not the book of life, but the other books that God has. He has got recorded everything you have said, you have done, every sin in your life, everything. God's got the records. As you have not accepted Jesus, you're, to say something here, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, every sin, everything that you have done wrong has been erased. And it's not in these books. Your name now is in the other book, which is the book of life. That is the book you want your name in, not in these other books. And uh, so according to this verse, God has a record of everything that we have ever said or everything that we have ever done. We will not be able, man will not be able to stand before God and say, Oh God, I never did that. I never said that. God can open up the boat right here. God knows exactly what you have said, what you have done. He knows every sin in your life. And that's why we need Jesus Christ in our life so much. Because he takes away all those sins. Those sins are no more, and God does not see them anymore, and they are taken out of that book. 
The Bible says the wrong things we have done in this life is called sin. That's the wrong things we've done. It's simply just called sin. And everyone who has sinned, and that's all of us. If, oh, I don't sin. I've never sinned. Oh, they're not talking about me. Well, that's not what it says here in Romans 3.23. It says, all, everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Everyone. When you were born, you were born in sin. That is human nature. To be born in sin. You're born in sin through one man. One man of Adam. He brought sin into this whole world. And even the very best person you know. And you think oh that's a good person. They have sinned against God in some way. And therefore they need forgiveness and salvation. Every one of us had to come before God. Or will have to come before God. In order to have these sins removed before or you're going to stand before God. And, <clears throat> you know, I said a while ago in this scripture that we just read, salvation cannot be earned. Many people think, oh, I can do all kinds of good works. Oh, I can do all kinds of things, and God will forgive my sins. No, he can't. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven, and that's through Jesus Christ, believing upon him, that he is the Son of God. That he came, he died on that cross, he rose again, and now he sits at the right hand of God. And believe that in your heart. That's very important, is to believe in your heart. Not just in your mind, but in your heart. The heart is very important, that you believe through your heart. And uh, again, I'm going to read this to you. The Bible again says, now listen. In Ephesians 2.8, I'm going to read it one more time. For by grace, God's grace, you are saved, and not of anything that you have done on your own. Not any of your works, not any of your donations that you have made, or anything else. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. It's a, uh, it is a gift of God... Not, again, not of your works or what you've done, lest any man should boast. You are not going to be able to say, I did this and I did that. I saved myself. Oh, I was so good. God just had to take me to heaven. No, you can't do enough. You can't do anything. It has to come through faith in Jesus Christ. And that is the only way. There is no other way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to God but through me. He said, you have to believe in me to come to God to get to heaven. So Jesus has made it very plain. These are Jesus' words. He's telling us, you have to come through me. I didn't come to this earth for my health. I came to die for you so your sins could be forgiven and you could have eternal life in heaven. If you can't come through me, you will not enter heaven. So he, Jesus has made it very plain. He is the only way to get to heaven. No other way. And no man, like I said, can earn their way to heaven. No one can do enough good works in your life to earn eternal life. Now, good works is good. Don't get me wrong. Good works is good to help others and to do things for others. But those things there is not going to get you to heaven. If you have not accepted Christ, you will not get to heaven. And, Jesus, and, and God wants to make this very clear to us. I don't care how hard you work. 
I don't care what you do, unless you believe in my son, Jesus Christ, you will not enter heaven. We have to understand that. We can just work as hard as we want to, do all the good things that we can do, but that won't get you into heaven. There is sin listed in our records. God has it, remember, in the books. And therefore, salvation must come as a gift and not as a reward. Not because you've done something. It has to be the gift of God because you have believed upon his son. You can't do enough to earn your way to heaven. And uh, <clears throat> salvation is offered to us through a gracious and loving as a gift of God. We have a gracious, loving God who says, I want to give you a gift. I love you so much. I want to give you something. But you have to believe in your heart and you have to receive what I want to give you before you can, before you can have this gift. Salvation is the gift of God. Like I said, in all of our works, so we can't boast about, oh, look what I did. You know, there's a lot of people who want to walk around saying, oh, look what I did. Look at me. Look how great I am. Look at all the wonderful things I did. Oh, I know I'm going to be in heaven. If you didn't accept Jesus Christ, no, you're not. I don't care what you do. It's going to have to come through Christ for you to enter heaven. According to the Bible, this gift of salvation only comes to us because of God's grace. It only comes to us because of his grace and his love for us. So what is grace? What is grace? Grace is simply the favor of God upon us. His love upon us. Him wanting to forgive us. He loved us so much. What did, what did the Bible say? He loved us so much he sent his one and only son to die for us. That's how much God loved us. God was willing to do everything he had to do in order to get us to heaven. In order to shower us with his grace. To shower us with his favor. You know, we just got out of the Christmas season. And the angel told Mary, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Favor. God's favor. His grace, his love, his mercy, his goodness. Have we got favor with God? Yes, we do. Through faith and through Jesus Christ. God's favor is up on us when we do these things by accepting his son, Jesus Christ, and living for Christ. And uh, even though we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, God, through his grace and love, offers us his salvation still. While we were yet sinners, still in our sins, God sent his son to die for us while we were still in those sins. That's his love for us. That's his grace, his mercy. But we have to accept what God has done in order to receive Christ into our life. Uh, the gift of God's salvation can only be received through faith. Not of works. We've already explained that. You can't work hard enough. You can't do enough. It's only through your faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved. And by grace, you are saved, what? Through your faith. Through your faith. Faith is so important to God. God looks at our faith. And God is even, like I said, he's given us that measure of faith to start us out. 
But we have to develop that faith. How do we develop faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Reading the Word of God. Getting the Word of God down in us. Believing God's Word and what it says. Believing that God loves us. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. You have to believe in God's love for you. You know, salvation, it is a free gift for, that God offers to us by His grace. It's free. He's not charging you anything. He's already paid the price. It's free to you. He paid the price. He bought it for you through His blood, through His death, and then through His resurrection. To receive this free gift, we must have faith in Jesus Christ, God's Son. We have to do this to receive God's gift. And the Bible says, and we said a while ago, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. It's impossible for us to please God if we don't have faith. Faith in what? Faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. In what He did, that His Son came to this earth to die for us so that we could have eternal life. He died so we could live. The Bible tells us, you know, it's so hard to believe that we have a Savior like this. Well, the Bible, you know what the Bible tells us in James 2.19? Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you know the devil, the demons, believe in God? They believe in God. Even demons believe there is a God. They believe that he is holy and they believe that he is righteous. They even believe there is a day of judgment coming when they will be held accountable for their rebellion against God. And they, sh notice it said they shudder. They shudder at the thought of what's going to happen to them at the judgment. Those demons know they are doomed. They shudder at the thought of what God is going to do because of their rebellion against Him. If we don't believe in God, do y'all realize that we are actually in like a rebellion against God by not believing God, not believing His Word, not believing in His Son? We are denying God and what He did and what He wants to do. The Bible tells us, like I said, you know, that even the demons themselves believe in God. We must have faith, but that faith must be in the right person. Jesus Christ must be the one who we believe in and have faith in. We must believe He is who He says He is, and He's done what He says He's done. Do you believe that He is the Son of God? Do you believe that He came? Do you believe He walked this earth? Do you believe He died in your place? Do you believe He died on that cross? Do you believe He shed His blood in order that you may have forgiveness? You have to, because that's why He came. It's very important that we believe these things that God is telling us in His Word. And, uh, but we have to believe in Jesus and what He has done. Many people say, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? The Bible tells us that Jesus is God's Son who came to this earth to take our place on the cross and die for our sins. Why, why did Jesus die for us? 
Very simple. Scripture tells us. I'm going to read three scriptures. I'll put them together. And it explains why he came and why he died and how he died. Why did God do this? Why did God send his son? Because God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The scripture right under it, John 17. For God sent not his son into the world to destroy or to condemn the world, but that the world through his son might be saved. What does he mean the world? You are the world. God loved you, not this earth. You, you the world. Now for God so loved you he sent his only begotten son. You're what God's attention was focused on. Not this earth. But you. You are the world. So I'm going to go again. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world or to bring destruction to the world, but that the world through his son or that you through his son might be saved and have eternal life. See, God's looking way ahead of what he wants to do and what he wants to do for us. Now listen to this. Here in John 3.18, this is very important, and we have to get this into our spirit, what it says. And he who truly believes in Jesus is not condemned. What does it mean you're not condemned? You will not be judged because you were judged upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ and found not guilty and given eternal life. But he that believes not in Jesus is condemned already. If you don't believe in Jesus, you are already condemned unless you change your mind and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came and he died for your sins. If you cannot believe that, you're going to burn in hell. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. That's what the Bible says. I guess I'm not good at sugarcoating. I don't know. It just, I'm, I'm working on it though. And, uh, but because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son, he is condemned. God's already found you guilty until you believe. Most people. Well, I, I, I don't know what to think about this. You better, you better think what God is telling you. God is a God that cannot lie. You read God's scripture, it is the truth. There's no falseness in it. It is all totally truth. God does not lie to us. He cannot lie to us. If God has made us a promise, he will fulfill that promise. Have you ever just looked through the Bible at some of the promises God has made? He has made us some of the most wonderful, the greatest promises that we could have. And he's fulfilled. He said, I'm going to send you a Messiah that will save the world. He kept that promise, didn't he? And that Messiah is still alive today, sitting at God's right hand in heaven, interceding for us. When you pray, that prayer goes to Jesus Christ, and he's, he gives it to God. He says, God, look, your servant, this is what they have asked. God says, grant it. We have to believe. 
The Bible tells us that Jesus willingly gave his life for us. He willingly came and laid down his life. Nobody forced him to. Nobody forced him to die. He willingly gave his life. Listen to what he says here in John 10, 18. This is Jesus speaking. He's talking to the disciples, and this is what he says. No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up. This is the commandment I have received from the Father. Jesus said, no man took my life. No man forced me to die. I died for you because I love you. I want you to have eternal life. I want you to believe in me. I hope everyone in here believes in Jesus Christ. The only person who ever walked upon this earth is Jesus Christ. He's the only person that never failed God. He never disappointed God. He was the only one that's ever done that. We have all disappointed God at some time in our life. Every one of us. We've all sinned. We've all come short or short of God's glory. But Jesus Christ never did. He fulfilled everything that God asked him to do. You know, a lot of people say, boy, I bet Jesus was relieved. Do you remember what he said on the cross? Oh, Father, it is finished. Father, this is over. Thank you that it's over. No, that's not what he was saying. He said, Father, it is finished. I have done everything that you asked me to do. I have fulfilled your plan. I have brought salvation to man. It is done. It is finished. It is completed. That's what he was saying. I've done what you've asked me to do. Jesus is the only person that has never, ever disappointed God. We all have. We've all fell short, but not Jesus. He never disappointed God. You know, Jesus is the only person who ever walked upon this earth that never failed God. Jesus lived a sinless life, and yet... He died on that cross like a common criminal because of his love for you. He didn't mind dying for you. He knew when he came, he knew what his he knew what was going to happen. He knew everything that was going to happen. He knew all the pain, the suffering, the beatings, the spitting upon, the, the tearing apart of his skin, the beatings. He knew it was all coming. But he willingly, willingly did it you. That's what he said. I willingly laid down my life just for you because I love you so much. I love you so much. Why did Jesus die? So that by our faith in him, we could have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father forever. That's what they was looking for. Eternal life for us forever and ever and ever. I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. And I want you to think about what, what was said. Why did Jesus die? Why did Jesus come? Because of his love for you. 
Is your faith in Jesus? I hope it is. Because without faith, you cannot please God. You can't do it. And like I said a while ago, faith comes by hearing and hearing and the reading of the Word of God. The more you get God's Word in you, the more you read God's Word, the stronger your faith becomes. That's why we got God's Word here today. So that our faith can grow and grow and grow and become stronger. So we know without a doubt that we have eternal life. Do you know without a doubt that you have eternal life? Do you know when you die that you're going to go to heaven? If you're not sure, one way you can be, accept and believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. Serve Him. Get into His Word. Walk with Him. Have faith in Him. And He says, you have eternal life. So I'm going to ask the band to play. If anyone here is not sure of their position, their walk, or how they stand with God, today you can come to this altar and know for sure. You can know for sure. You don't have to walk out here doubting, am I going to go to heaven? Am I going to have eternal life? By believing upon Jesus Christ, the answer has already been given to you. Through your faith in Him, you have eternal life. So I'm just going to let the band play. And if you need to come today and speak with God, come up here and visit with Him. Tell Him what's on your heart. That's what He wants. He wants what you got in your heart. He wants what you want to say.